Hey everybody, welcome back to Rock Talk with Dr. Cropper. Today is episode 79 and we are going to be discussing an artist we haven't talked about on here before, Jimmy Buffett. His Changes in Latitudes, Changes in Attitudes album turned 45 uh, last week, so we're going to have a chat about it today. He's an artist who I'm uh, a fan of, who uh, you know might surprise you uh, in light of what we usually talk about on here, but I think it'll be fun. Before we get too carried away, just want to thank you for stopping by. I know the amount of a long time that it takes to get through a podcast isn't always easy to come by these days, so I appreciate you entrusting me with yours. As always, I encourage you to follow the show on any and all social media platforms so that you can be kept abreast of all the latest happenings pertaining to the show. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at rocktalk.dr.cropper, on Twitter at rocktalkdrcrop with two Ps, and on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube, Rock Talk with Dr. Cropper. And you can also email me, rocktalk.dr.cropper at gmail.com. And please feel free to reach out on any of those platforms if you have any questions for me, feedback, topics that you'd like me to cover, which if you'd like priority sequence for, uh, and you have an Apple device, uh, consider subscribing to Dr. Cropper's Office Hour, the Apple Podcasts exclusive a premium spinoff of the show for $4.99 American per month. You get access to a minimum of two subscriber-only bonus episodes in addition to priority sequence for the topic request and 10% off of all merchandise, which we can talk about at the end. And there's some good stuff happening. Over on that show, we talked about Jerry Garcia's solo debut for its 50th anniversary last week. And next week on Monday, we're going to talk about... Uh, the Rolling Stones between the buttons for its 55th anniversary. And lastly, before we get going, if you feel so inclined to leave a rating and review wherever you're listening, those are real helpful to me. All right, so without further ado, let's get into it. So this is my first Jimmy Buffett episode, and as such, I will uh, explain my uh, journey with uh, becoming a fan of his briefly. Uh, so. I've talked a lot on the show about music that my dad got me into, such as uh, The Doors, which we talked about last week, and uh, you've heard from my mom in the Mother's Day episode, and, well, you heard from my dad in the Father's Day episode too, and so you sort of know the the music that they've got me into, and then I think I mentioned how uh, listening to Shania Twain with my stepmom when I was little... Uh, I think sort of primed me for getting into Taylor Swift later on. And today, uh, finally I get to talk about something that like an artist that my stepdad got me into. He, uh, likes Jimmy Buffett a lot and, uh, you know, is a fan of scuba diving and loves going to the Caribbean and stuff. And, uh, we've, uh, gone on lots of cruises together and that's, uh, you know, something that we bond a lot over. And so, uh, he is why I am a Jimmy Buffett fan, and uh, we went to see Buffett in Toronto uh, three, yeah, I guess it was two and a half years ago, uh, J- July 2019, uh, for uh, for my stepdad's birthday, and that was a lot of fun. So that's how I got into him, and I will admit I'm still probably a, a casual fan. I wouldn't say I'm a full-blown parrot head, but... Um, I know this album in full and so a sprinkling of other songs and it's great summertime music and, uh, I always enjoy it when it comes on, even if it's, it's not like on the level of, you know, Zeppelin or the dead or the stones or any of my other top, top favorites where I'm really motivated to listen to the whole discography and seek out lots of live shows. But I know lots of, uh, fans out there are at the Parrot Heads. Okay, so that's me getting into Jimmy Buffett. And then Buffett himself, I think, is a great example of a late bloomer of sorts in the music industry. He was born on Christmas Day, 1946, just outside of Biloxi, Mississippi, which is pertinent to this album. We'll get to why in a bit. 
And then he grew up a bit east of there along the Gulf of Mexico in and around uh, Mobile, Alabama. He played trombone growing up and didn't take up the guitar until his freshman year at Auburn. Ended up uh, at Southern Mississippi and graduated from there. That's where uh, Brett Favre went, interestingly enough. Uh, graduated from there in 1969 and was a history major like myself and like my stepdad, actually. Uh, I hate that term, by the way, but, you know, for clarity's sake. Anyhow, um, after Buffett graduated, he worked for Billboard magazine as a correspondent in Nashville uh, while he tried to get his music career going, released his first album while he was there in 1970. It didn't really hit, and he had recorded a second one in 71, but due to the low sales of the first one, it didn't get released, and then they finally put it out uh, in 1976 once he was a bit more established. Uh, anyhow, so at this juncture in 71, he was doing some busking in New Orleans and then went to Key West to do some busking in November 71, ended up moving there for a couple of years. And then his third recorded but second released album, A White Sport Coat and a Pink Crustacean, which came out in 1973 when he was 26, was his first major label record and set him on the right track towards this album, which of course is Changes in Latitudes, Changes in Attitudes, which was his seventh album recorded in November 1976 at both Criteria in Miami and Quadraphonic Sound in Nashville and was released January 20th, 1977, which of course is why we're talking about it now. And I think it's cool as far as him being a uh, an example of a late bloomer of sorts in the music industry, cool that he didn't have his real breakthrough, which would be this album, until a few weeks after turning 31. Gives hope to people like me who are 26 and still figuring it out. Alright, so let's get into the track-by-track track observations now. The album opens with the title track, and I'll read the lyrics for them. Maybe I won't, might not read them all for all of them, but anyhow, here we go. I took off for a weekend last month just to try and recall the whole year, all of the faces and all of the places, wondering where they all disappeared. I didn't ponder the question too long. I was hungry and went out for a bite, ran into a chum with a bottle of rum, and we wound up drinking all night. It's those changes in latitudes, changes in attitudes, Nothing remains quite the same. With all of our running and all of our cunning, if we couldn't laugh, we would all go insane. Reading departure signs in some big airport reminds me of the places I've been. Visions of good times that brought so much pleasure makes me want to go back again. If it suddenly ended tomorrow, I could somehow adjust to the fall. Good times and riches and son of a bitches, I've seen more than I can recall. These changes in latitudes, changes in attitudes, nothing remains quite the same. Through all of the islands and all of the highlands, if we couldn't laugh, we would all go insane. I think about Paris when I'm high on red wine. I wish I could jump on a plane. And so many nights I just dream of the ocean. God, I wish I was sailing again. Oh, yesterday's over my shoulder, so I can't look back for too long. There's just too much to see waiting in front of me. And I know that I just can't go wrong with these changes in latitudes, changes in attitudes. Nothing remains quite the same. With all of my running and all of my cunning, if I couldn't laugh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we just would go insane. If we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. So I think those are some of his best lyrics. Clever, concise, funny, profound. Uh, obviously set that vacationing sort of theme but uh, the, um, I especially like the second pre-chorus, if it suddenly ended tomorrow, I could somehow adjust to the fall. You're thinking, oh, the fall of what? Um, good times and riches and son of a bitches, I've seen more than I can recall. Uh, a line that's relatable to everybody once you take enough trips around the sun. 
And isn't it funny how a simple change in latitude, as in, you know, going south on vacation, can make such a difference in our attitude? Anyhow, uh, musically, it starts with an inviting opening with acoustic guitar and steel drum that sounds like waking up on the first day of a Caribbean vacation. Nice mix of drums, congas, steel drums uh, throughout without being overwhelming. There's some strings on it as well, which you'd think would be an odd addition and perhaps too much, but they add a nice enchanting quality to the escapism vibe. I love how the toms mimic the vocals with eighth notes on the would-go-insane part. And overall, it's a great catchy example of his unique combination of genres. You've got the island stuff with the steel drums and some of the guitar riffing, folk with the harmonica, rock with the drumming and the heavier parts, country with the storytelling lyrical style. It's a good one. Track two is Wonder Why We Ever Go Home. Its lyrics are as follows. Years grow shorter, not longer. The more you've been on your own. Feelings for moving grow stronger. So you wonder why you ever go home. Wonder why you ever go home. People are moving so quickly. Humor's in need of repair. Same occupations and same obligations. They've really got nothing to share. Like driving around with no spare. River gets deeper, not shallow, the further you move down the stream. Wonder if I can keep her as I race to catch up with my dreams, how they shine and glitter and gleam. Years grow shorter, not longer, the more you've been on your own. Feelings for moving grow stronger, so you wonder why you ever go home. Wonder why you ever go home. You wonder why you ever go home. This continues a bit of the theme from the first song, as far as the uh, people are moving so quickly, humor's in need of repair, and what the title track was saying, but if we couldn't laugh, we would go insane. Um, you know, both of those are fitting notions for these days. Everyone could use a good laugh right now. Um, and then the wondering if I can keep her as I race to catch up with my dreams, that's a common... Uh, theme for artists as they're pushing towards that big break and it takes a lot of sacrifice on the way there and lots of them end up uh, put in a position where they on some level whether the the person makes a direct um, ultimatum have to choose between pushing through to pursue that career or uh, going the the more tried and true domestic route, I guess you could say, uh, you know, Robert Plant talks about that in 10 years gone. Um, we talked about that a bit last week with the doors debut, how, uh, the girlfriend that Jim broke up with who inspired the, uh, crystal ship had said that, uh, you know, he should give up his music career and focus on his poetry and his filmmaking. So, uh, perhaps a similar sort of notion here from Buffett. Alright, instrumentally, Wonder Why We Never Go Home starts with a contemplative acoustic guitar and harmonica opening. It has a sailing sort of lilt to it once the pretty soft drums enter. Nice harmonica break halfway through, followed by a nice chill guitar break, and a pretty piano part on the outro sounds like a lullaby. Track 3 is Banana Republics. Its lyrics are as follows. Down to the banana republics, down to the tropical sun, go the expatriated Americans hoping to find some fun. Some of them go for the sailing, called by the lure of the sea, trying to find what is ailing, living in the land of the free. Some of them are running from lovers, leaving no forward address. Some of them are running tons of ganja, some are running from the IRS. Late at night you will find them in the cheap hotels and bars, hustling the senoritas while they dance beneath the stars, spending those renegade pesos on a bottle of rum and a lime, singing give me some words I can dance to, or a melody that rhymes. First you learn the native customs, soon a word of Spanish or two. You know that you cannot trust them, because they know they can't trust you. Expatriated Americans feeling so all alone, 
telling themselves the same lies that they told themselves back home. Down to the banana republics, things aren't as warm as they seem. None of the natives are buying any secondhand American dreams. And then uh, the chorus again about the, the senoritas and the pesos. Down to the banana republics, down to the tropical sun, go the expatriated Americans hoping to find some fun. So those are actually pretty deep, and I don't you know, say it that way to mean that that should be surprising, but I think a lot of people know Margaritaville and just kind of associate him with, you know, happy-go-lucky pool party sort of music. Um, there's some good thoughts in here. So it's obviously inspired by his time in Key West, but it could apply to, uh, you know, any island sort of place in the Caribbean. Um, I especially like the... Uh, telling themselves the same lies that they told themselves back home. That's a common sort of thing where people move somewhere south like Florida or the islands to sort of run from a life that they're not totally happy with wherever they're from, you know, elsewhere in the States or Canada or whatever. And they sort of view moving down there as like a magic fix all to all of their problems. And of course, unless you address the roots that caused the problems in the first place, you're just going to have the same old issues in some warmer weather. Banana Republics has quite a pretty melody, which Buffett wisely draws attention to by playing through the whole thing once without vocals, a nice drowsy island tempo, little steel drum break around two minutes electric piano appears during the instrumental instrumental easy for me to say break at around three minutes and uh, he shows off his range as a singer oscillating smoothly between a very soft and soothing singer-songwriter sort of voice and the cheeseburger in paradise sort of rock voice which would come out on his album after this in 78 son of a son of a sailor Anyhow, I quite like Banana Republic's one of my favorites on the album. Track four is Tampico Trauma. Its lyrics are as follows. I must look a mess, I must admit, but I have been traveling quite a bit south of the border where the law and order is kept by federales who just grin and tell you they just want to be your friend. I left for Tampico last July. I jumped off that boat. I almost died. There to greet us were pretty senoritas. I swore that I would not go home then. All those lovely ladies were my friends. Whoa, those sweet chiquitas, they don't pretend. That is all I really want to say. I was thrown out of the country yesterday. See, I was drinking double, causing lots of trouble. When the man looked in the window of the bar and he grinned and said, If you come back, we just may not be your friend. I don't want to see you around here again. If you come back next time, we may not pretend. Uh, not his most clever lyrics on this one. Um, kind of reminds me of Me and My Uncle, which the Grateful Dead used to cover a lot. Uh, that and El Paso, which they also used to cover a lot. Um, sort of a you know, Wild West cowboy sort of story, but taking place in the Caribbean. And I would say this is sort of trending toward his uh, more, I don't want to call it mindless fun, you know, portion of his career that kind of starts to pick up steam after this. But because, and I also don't want to just assume because I haven't listened to all of the albums, but it seems like um, he sort of became content with uh, being this. Uh, sort of caricature of himself that kind of developed and uh you know he wrote some really just really good songs in the early part of his career but i think um once he blew up after this and was the margaritaville guy he um sort of said okay i'll be i'll be the margaritaville guy and uh you know it worked out for him i in my research i saw that he was worth 900 million as of uh five years ago in, thanks in large part to the Margaritaville restaurants and the 
merchandise and all of that, uh, in addition to the music. And he's more of a concert draw than an album sales guy, uh, which is where the money is in the industry for the past several decades anyway. But yeah, so that's that. Uh, musically, Tampico Trauma, it's the first one on the album that starts electric. Honky Tonk sort of piano rolls in early. You can really hear the Nashville influence here with a good measure of blues mixed in as well. Uh, he was born in Mississippi after all. A decent bluesy guitar solo in the middle. And then the harmonica solo after the guitar solo sounds a bit like a, a spoof of a harmonica solo to me. Um, this one certainly wouldn't sound out of place at a Nashville honky-tonk, although it probably fits better in Key West. Alright, track five, wrapping up side one, is Lovely Cruise. Its lyrics are as follows. Drink it up. This one's for you. It's been a lovely cruise. I'm sorry it's ending. Oh, it's sad, but it's true. Honey, it's been a lovely cruise. These moments we're left with. May you always remember... These moments are shared by few. There's wind in our hair, and there's water in our shoes. Honey, it's been a lovely cruise. Oh, these moments we're left with. May you always remember, these moments are shared by few. And those harbor lights, Lord, they're coming into view. We'll bid our farewells much too soon. So drink it up, this one's for you. Honey, it's been a lovely cruise. Yeah, baby, it's been a lovely cruise. Oh, darling, it's been a lovely cruise. Uh, pretty self-explanatory, I think. You go out for a, a nice date on the boat with the missus and uh, are sad as you are approaching the shore and it's coming to an end. Uh, it sounds like you would expect from the title. Organ enters the fray in the background. Always a great call to thicken up a very slow song without making it too busy and wrecking the mood. Electric piano solo in the middle gives it a bit of a yacht rock feel and has a send-off kind of vibe that makes it a good closer to side one. All right, and kicking off side two, the moment you've all been waiting for, Margaritaville, Buffett's uh, breakthrough song and probably, I don't, I don't even know if I have to say, probably his most well-known song got to number eight on the charts in 1977. Uh, its lyrics are as follows. Nibbling on sponge cake, watching the sun bake, all of those tourists covered with oil, strumming my six string on my front porch swing. Smell those shrimp, they're beginning to boil. Wasting away again in Margaritaville, searching for my lost shaker of salt. Some people claim that there's a woman to blame but I know it's nobody's fault. Don't know the reason I stayed here all season. Nothing to show but this brand new tattoo. But it's a real beauty. A Mexican cutie. How it got here I haven't a clue. Wasting away again in Margaritaville. Searching for my lost shaker of salt. Some people claim that there's a woman to blame. Now I think, hell, it could be my fault. I blew up my flip-flop. Stepped on a pop top, cut my heel, had to cruise on back home. But there's booze in the blender, and soon it will render that frozen concoction that helps me hang on. Wasting away again in Margaritaville, searching for my lost shaker of salt. Some people claim that there's a woman to blame, but I know it's my own damn fault. Yes, and some people claim that there's a woman to blame, and I know it's my own damn fault. So these lyrics do a great job of, uh, you know, painting a picture with not too many words, throwing in um, things that make it obvious you're somewhere tropical on vacation. Uh, but I love how there's room for each line to breathe. You, know, you, can, you can think about it for a second. Imagine your own version of a, a similar happening or feeling. I love the progression at the end of the chorus throughout the song from but I know it's nobody's fault to now I think hell it could be my fault too finally, but I know it's my own damn fault. Um, saying, you know, some people blame it on, you know, oh, it was all the wife's fault. And, you know, perhaps he's 
And, uh, well, actually, Jimmy was divorced at this point, but you know the the character and the song, perhaps their, you know the their their marriage or their family sort of broke up, and now they're wasting again away again in Margaritaville, and he's at first he's like, eh, you know, it was nobody's fault, and then finally he's like, ah, crap, okay, it was my fault. And the verses kind of follow a similar pattern as well. The first verse is very, you know, happy start of your vacation wow this is awesome being down here just strumming my six string on my front porch swing and then the second verse is you don't know why you ended up staying there way longer than you intended you have a a tattoo that looks nice enough but you don't know how it got there and then by the third verse you know you had to it ended up going south even though it's all we get is that he's cut his foot. Um, you go back home and then obviously it's not home to a, an ideal situation because the, the booze in the blender to help you make a margarita is what helps you hang on. Um, anyhow, uh, we can talk a bit more about the, the lyrics more generally after the, uh, the musical observations. Uh, I think it's no surprise it became a big hit starts with a killer hook. It's got a great mix of drums, congas and steel drums again, like the title track opening side one. I never noticed the Fender Rhodes there before, a uh, classic 70s keyboard sound. It's kind of in the background here, but nice touch. Jimmy's lazy, semi-slurred vocal delivery is a perfect fit for what's going on in the lyrics, particularly at the end of verse one, the smell those shrimp they're beginning to boil the way he delivers it it's like smell those shrimp they're beginning to boil it has a great bass line sounds like rocking your head side to side whistling to yourself while you stroll down the beach or through some little town in the keys the chorus of course is catchy uh easy to remember because it's not too wordy and easy to sing which is uh always helpful to having a song become such a big and enduring hit. And then the song comes full circle by ending with the opening hook, uh, plus a little tag at the end. I think it's pretty remarkable how Margaritaville captures the optimism of the start of a vacation, the loss of touch with time during the vacation, and the reluctant reintegration into your regular life afterwards, all while maintaining a kind of upbeat feel um it's uh i think it's the the musical equivalent of the upside down smiley face emoji and i think the point of the song is that or you know one of the points is that we have to fight to keep our joy to keep those good vibes no matter where we are or what's happening and if that ain't a message for today i don't know what is all right, track seven is In the Shelter. Its lyrics are as follows. In the shelter, in the morning as the sun was brightly gleaming, I heard her crying out, what is it all about? I just don't know, but I can't go back home. Lonely princess, all the days out on your own are growing empty. Nothing is going well, if you could only tell them how you feel. They're too real to understand. Too many trite expressions ending in forced rejections long ago, too many innocent faces, too many far out places, something's wrong, let me tell you that something's wrong, it's been that way so long, and it's a shame, on the streetcar, to the city where she knows that she might lose it all, riding for just a dime, taking her own sweet time, and knowing well this could be her final fall, past the boutique, down the alley to the river, People pass her by, sits on the big gray rocks, takes off her boots and socks, and knowing what she will do next, just starts to cry. Too many small suggestions, ending in angry questions from her dad. Too many TV dinners, and everyone loves a winner, but she was lost. No one knows the trials she had. In the shelter, in the morning as the sun was brightly gleaming, I heard her crying out. What is it all about? 
I just don't know, but I can't go back home. Lord, I just don't know, but I can't go back home. So, um, is that suggesting that she is maybe gonna drown herself? And that's what the, uh, takes off her boots and socks and knowing what she will do next just starts to cry? Uh, I don't know. Anyhow, instrumentally, drops to half time about a minute in, picks back up for 40 seconds or after about 40 seconds. Some nice harmonica playing on this one. Drops back into half time around 2.40 and up again after 30 seconds or so. The drums and bass suddenly pick up steam on the outro. Uh, overall, I find this one a bit unremarkable compared to the others so far. I think uh, it and Tampico Trauma are probably my two uh, weak links on the album. Alright, track eight is Miss You So Badly. Its lyrics are as follows. I guess it all blew up in Missoula. There just was no other way. After months of going crazy, there was nothing left to say. But when the dust had finally settled and the air had quickly cleared, whoa, things were better off than I had feared. And I miss you so badly, girl, I love you madly. Feeling so sad now since I've been gone, gone, gone. It gets quite confusing. It seems that I'm losing track of the long days since I've been home. We're staying in a Holiday Inn full of surgeons. I guess they meet there once a year. They exchange physicians' stories and get drunk on Tuborg beer. Then they're off to catch a stripper with their eyes glued to her G. But I don't think that I would ever let them cut on me. And I miss you so badly. Girl, I love you madly. I think I've been had, though, for staying so long, long, long. And I'm just watching the gong show, waiting for Zorro, losing the long days since I've been home. I got a head full of feeling higher and an ear full of Patsy Cline. There's just no one who can touch her. Hell, I'll hang on every line. Oh, crazy how things happen. It's incredible, but true. The longer I'm gone, the closer I feel to you. And I miss you so badly. Girl, I love you madly. I'm feeling so glad just to be heading home, home, home. I've been battling motel maids and chewing on Rolaids, counting the hours till I get home. Well, I've been counting the hours till I get home. I think these lyrics are excellent. Uh, first of all, I, I'm not too up on his uh, personal life and all that, but the, the opening line, I guess it all blew up in Missoula, um, Missoula obviously is in Montana and it immediately made me think of Come Monday off of his Living and Dying in 3-4 Time album in 74 I think so like three years before this um, where it says uh, remember that night in Montana uh, at one point in that song so maybe this is about the same girl anyway um, so Verses two and three, you know, describing uh, being on the road, you know, on tour, missing his girl and uh, wanting, eager to, you know, get home and make amends for whatever this fight was. I think uh, verse two especially is just hilarious to me. We're staying in a holiday inn full of surgeons. I guess they meet there once a year. They exchange physicians' stories and get drunk on Tuborg beer. Then they're off to catch a stripper with their eyes glued to her G, but I don't think that I would ever let them cut on me. As in, like, well, these guys are surgeons, there's no way I would let them operate on me. I'd venture to guess you'd feel that way about a lot of professions if you saw them on vacation. Anyhow, musically, starts with some nice pedal steel guitar, a great reggae sort of chorus, finishing with some rock punch from... Uh, from the drums, like on the opener, when it gets to the gone, 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 there's some uh, some heavier fills on that part. Best bass line of the album, I think, and definitely a hidden gem type song in his catalog. The penultimate song on the album is Biloxi, which I said 
uh, would be important later in the episode with uh, Buffett having been born just outside of there. Lyrics are as follows. Down around Biloxi, pretty girls are dancing in the sea. They all look like sisters in the ocean. Boy will fill his pail with salty water, and the storms will blow from off towards New Orleans. The sun shines on Biloxi. The air is filled with vapors from the sea. The boy will dig a pool beside the ocean. He sees creatures from his dreams underwater. And the sun will set from off towards New Orleans. Stars can see Biloxi. Stars can find their faces in the sea. We are walking down beside the ocean. We are splashing naked in the water. And the sky is red from off towards New Orleans. Down around Biloxi, pretty girls are swimming in the sea. They all look like sisters in the ocean. Boy will fill his pail with salty water, and the storms will blow from off towards New Orleans. Definitely sounds like a reflection on his own childhood, given the location. Uh, gorgeous lead licks on acoustic guitar on the intro. It might be my favorite vocal performance of Jimmy's. Uh, it's just acoustic guitar, electric piano, organ, and harmonica at first. The drums are held off for the first two minutes to great effect. And then there's a grand triumphant build about three quarters of the way through. And then it drops back down to the low beginning plus strings for the final minute. I think it's one of his prettiest and most emotional songs. And a fitting climax before we make landfall the final song on the album its lyrics are as follows now what would they do if i just sailed away who the hell really compelled me to leave today running low on stories of what made it a ball what would they do if i made no landfall i lived half my life in an eight by five room just cruising to the sound of a big of the big diesel boom it's not close quarters that would make me snap. It's just dealing with the daily unadulterated crap. Sail away for a month at a time. Sail away. I've got to restart my mind. And you'll find me back at it again. Oh, I love the smell of fresh snapper fried light. What you say, pooly fuss, to round out the night. The mid-morning watch is the best time to look. Oh, what would they do if I wrote the big book? Cause I've seen incredible things in my years. Some days were laughter and others were tears. If I had to, if I had it all to do over again, I'd just get myself drunk and I'd jump right back in. Sail away. That's the way I survive. Sail away. That's just no shuck and jive. It just makes my whole life come alive. The wind whistles through the cold rigging at night. Crazy crowds boogie to the sounds and the lights. Bums down in capos, he's just having a ball. What would he do on another landfall? What would they do if I made no landfall? Oh, what would they do if I flew to Nepal? What would I do if I met Lucille Ball? I'm trying to make a little sense of it all. Just trying to make a little sense of it all. So, um, the, uh, the second verse there lived half my life in an 8x5 room, just cruising to the sound of the big diesel boom. It's not close quarters that would make me snap. It's just dealing with the daily unadulterated crap. Uh, makes me think this is uh, talking about someone who worked on the oil rigs in the Gulf of Mexico, and um, they could handle the the challenges that go with that of living in close quarters and being gone for a month or more at a time. But the, uh, the, the everyday annoyances of regular society, uh, they can't deal with. So it's like they're maybe at retirement age or, uh, are supposed to be on there. There are a couple months where they're back on the dry land, but they can't take it and decide to, to sail off for their time off or something. Um, when my buddies and I did our first college football road trip, we went to see Alabama and after the game, we were in one of the bars in Tuscaloosa on like pretty close to the stadium. And 
there was a guy in there who worked on the oil rigs and I think he was six months on, six months off or something. And uh, he said he really liked it. And during his time off, he would just come chill in this bar and play pool. And, uh, you know, you could tell that he did it daily for months at a time because he was really good. He kicked our butt. But uh, it was interesting to talk to him about that kind of stuff. And uh, these lyrics are uh, pretty uh, clever that way. Musically, it sounds like crashing into the credits of a movie coming out of Biloxi, certainly the most aggressive that the guitars have been on the album, revives the honky-tonk piano of Tampico Trauma, and uh, it's probably the most consistently rocking song on the album and a good preview of his next album, Son of a Son of a Sailor, in 78. In fact, in the wider context of Buffett's career, these last two tracks are sort of a, a send-off to his initial Key West phase and an introduction to the rest of his career. What would you do if I made no landfall, uh, as in didn't come back to dock in the States from this little sailing trip today and just kept going to the Caribbean, and uh, his sound would get even more islandy after this, and... Uh, sort of, you know, it would move into more of a Caribbean or that that aspect of the Tropicana sort of themes of his music would become exaggerated and uh, it would uh, be a bit more like that than the sort of Gulf of Mexico, uh, Florida Keys sort of thing he'd been doing up to this point. Okay, let's talk general thoughts about the album. The cover art makes me think of Tommy Bahama, like... Uh, could be the design on one of their bags or the sign for it at an outlet mall or something. It's good though, understated, breathes well, which is an accurate reflection of the music. And of course, having the compass is certainly fitting given the title. The album has quite a diverse sonic palette. You got all sorts of drum sounds, you know, regular kit, steel drums, congas. Of course, you got bass. You got acoustic, electric, and pedal steel guitars, uh, piano, electric piano, organ, got some strings in there, lots of harmonica, and that all goes hand in hand with the unique genre mix. You got folk, country, rock, reggae, ska, island sort of stuff, uh, blues, and all of this gets blended into a subgenre often called golf and western, uh, as in country and western, but more the Gulf of Mexico version as opposed to uh, sort of Appalachian, Tennessee kind of thing. Um, sometimes his stuff is referred to tropical rock as well, but I'd say that's more fitting for the albums after this. Uh, anyhow, this Gulf and Western sort of subgenre was basically started by him and has very few other artists who play that style who aren't deliberate knockoffs of Buffett or tribute acts to him, uh, or some of them are former members of his Coral Reefer band. Thematically, this album is a great meditation on how our attitude can change with the latitude. I think the real magic is learning how to maintain a bit of that island vibe or vacation mode when you come home, you know, to integrate the lessons learned from those experiences into our daily lives in the rat race. Either that or I own too many Tommy Bahama shirts. Building off of that, I debated discussing this one since it's a little bit outside of our usual purview, but I think there are actually some interesting parallels between Jimmy and the Grateful Dead in particular. Both have engendered sort of cult followings, the Deadheads and the Parrotheads, which uh, was a takeoff on Deadheads at one show. Apparently, Buffett um, remarked on how they uh, they wear the the parrot hats and follow him around like Deadheads do. And then uh, somebody, I think, in his band coined the term Parrothead. Uh, anyhow, in both cases, it's you know a really diehard fan base who follow around the art follow the artist around attending dozens if not hundreds of shows and even though one is an acid dropping jam band and the other is a cocktail sipping singer songwriter i think the reason that they developed those followings is the same they both carry 
an irrepressibly joyful vibe around with them, a sunny California hippie sort of thing for the Grateful Dead and Gulf Coast Caribbean beach relaxing partying for Jimmy Buffett. And that joyful vibe really permeates their shows and is like a massive shot of vitamins B, C, and D to those in attendance, especially here in the cold, harsh rat race of the Northeast as uh, some nice lake effect snow falls outside my window here in Canada. Um, This album starts to sound a bit more islandy than his previous ones, but not to the point of being a shtick or a, a caricature, which it would soon become in some ways, as I was mentioning earlier. It's a great album to put on when you're itching for a vacation or feeling nostalgic for a person, place, or trip from your past. As far as placing changes in latitudes, changes in attitudes within Jimmy's catalog, as I mentioned, it's the only album of his that I've heard in full, but it seems to be pretty widely regarded as his best complete project. It has three bona fide killer tracks in the title track, Margaritaville and Biloxi, and um, you could argue one or two others like uh, Banana Republics and Missy So Badly, and the rest of it is pretty good. Certainly nothing that makes you want to skip it. I do think his best song is actually He Went to Paris off of A White Sport Coat and a Pink Crustacean. Uh and there are some other, you know, individual songs that can more or less compete with the the best ones on here, like Come Monday and uh, Cheeseburger in Paradise, uh, you know, a few others. But I definitely think as far as a complete album, this seems like it's probably the winner. In terms of scoring the album and ranking it more broadly, I would probably go with a three and a half out of five. It deserves credit for having a true classic song in Margaritaville and a unique combination of genres, even if it's not the most, uh, you know, spectacular on a song by song basis compared to some other albums that we talk about. It doesn't even show up on acclaimed music, that website that I love that compiles your averages an album or songs scores across all published lists to try to get at the truth. Um, so the fact that it doesn't even show up on there means that it's not even approaching the 3000 most acclaimed albums of all time. Margaritaville, uh, it does show up. It's his only song or album that does. And it's listed as the 4,657th most celebrated song of all time, the 104th most of 1977. Uh, There's no way that there are 103 songs better than it from 1977. Just just no way. And the 910th most celebrated song of the 70s. And I would say changes in latitudes, changes in attitudes has a place in my personal top 100 for sure. All right, so that's about it. Sorry, it's a shorter one today, or maybe that's a good thing. I didn't have quite as much to say about this one, but I do genuinely enjoy it and think it's uh, nice to bring some of the the warmth and the tropical vibes to you when you're uh, in the dead of winter like we are right now. So as I said at the beginning, I encourage you to follow the show on any and all social media platforms so that you can be kept abreast of all the latest happenings pertaining to the show. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at rocktalk.dr.cropper, on Twitter at rocktalkdrcrop with two Ps, and on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube, rocktalk with Dr. Cropper. You can also email me rocktalk.dr.cropper at gmail.com. And please feel free to reach out via any of those platforms if you have any questions for me, feedback, topics that you'd like me to cover, which if you want priority sequence for, you can subscribe to Dr. Cropper's Office Hour, the Apple Podcasts exclusive premium spinoff of the show. For $4.99 American per month, you get access to a minimum of two subscriber-only bonus episodes in addition to priority sequence for the topic requests and 10% off of all merchandise. 
hoodies and t-shirts both available in white and black with the show's script logo in the inverse of that uh $40 Canadian 2 for 70 for the shirts and 80 Canadian 2 for 150 for the hoodies so let me know if any of that interests you also if you feel so inclined to leave a rating and review wherever you listen those are very helpful to me i know that feature has been available for a while on apple they just added it to spotify so uh if you feel inclined that's great also if you have a topic that you're passionate about and think you might have some stuff to say about consider starting your own podcast and uh if you do decide to go that route i recommend my hosting service buzzsprout if you sign up with them you get a $20 Amazon gift card courtesy of your affiliation with moi. All right. Uh, I think that is everything. Thank you so much for listening. If you are new to the show, welcome. And I hope you liked what you heard. And if you have been listening for a while, thank you so much for sticking around. It means a lot. Uh, also, you may notice at the bottom of the description, the buy me a coffee link, the virtual tip jar. No pressure, of course, but uh, very helpful to me uh, staying awake, doing all of the uh, the listening and such for you guys. So uh, yeah, if, uh, if the spirit moves you, then that's great. Thank you. And uh, next, actually tomorrow, I hope, otherwise uh, early next week, but should be able to get it out tomorrow. I'm going to be talking about Pink Floyd's Animals album for its 45th anniversary. That should be a good one. All right, class dismissed.